Hello there, and welcome back to Geekville. I'm Neri. And I'm Andre. And uh, we might as well jump straight into it. Head down Trailer Street. Yeah. Um, it's actually a short one. We only have one trailer, uh, and it's for Spider-Man PS4. Mm-hmm. The latest, uh, what is it? The latest, I think it was called, they called the Relationships. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember the, uh, the facts with J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be recurring, like we were talking about last episode, which is good. That's what I really wanted. I hope it's not just Peter Parker that calls, though. Like, what I was thinking when I was watching it was, how cool would it be if, like, he's the one that calls at first, like, he's the only one hyping up Spider-Man, but as the game goes, more people call and they hype up Spider-Man. Mm. That could be interesting. Just listen to J. Jonah Jameson get pissed that everyone's liking Spider-Man. Yeah, why not? I mean, that'd be, that'd be a good way to do it, rather than just have a Peter Parker under different names. Mm. Although it was cool this time with the name. Uh, it was Ben Riley that he used as his alias. Which is actually really funny because Ben Riley is in the comics the first clone of Sp- uh, Peter Parker. Spider-Man. Oh, that's good. Uh, later goes on to become the Scarlet Spider Man. Oh, cool. You'd probably know is um the Spider Man with like the red suit and like the blue sort of jumper with the cut sleeves. Yeah, 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 this, yeah, yeah. The sort of diagonal spider symbol. So yeah. Yeah, that's well, that's good. I've been. It looks like it's gonna have a lot of um references and throwbacks and call and calls to different. Body universes and stuff, and it looks like it's like jam packed with people. Yeah, it does. I'm really liking that. Like it, it does. It looks really crisp. It looks nice. Uh, I had a friend tell me though that oh, this video came out and it shows downgrading of the graphics, and I'm like, oh, no, not downgrading. And he's like, yeah, man, like Watchdogs type stuff, and I'm like, oh, oh man, not Watchdogs not type watch stuff. stuff. Oh, God, That's man. a deal breaker. Yeah, man, Ubisoft are all they all very well known. For, uh, but this isn't Ubisoft, downplay. is it? No, it's Insomniac Games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure they developed Resistance for men. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I watched the video, and granted, while there is some graphical downgrading, it's really not to the same level as Watch Dogs. And it's still it, very playable. Yeah, it's still, it looks, still looks really good. Mm. It's just that it's just not as shiny, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I saw, when I first heard, heard about the downgrading... Um, it was the whole, oh, they moved the puddle. Oh, that's, the world's over, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they shifted a puddle, like, a big puddle to, like, a smaller puddle, and everyone was like, oh, that's massive downgrading. This game's ruined. And then Insomniac Games replied, and were like, we literally just moved the puddle. Relax. <laughs> Good, man. Ugh. Sometimes people just get, like, so, you know, worked up about nothing sometimes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, man. But, yeah, no, it looks good. Mm. Looks fantastic. It comes out in a week, I think. Yeah. And like, well, it comes out on the seventh, I think. Mm. And actually, I w- I do want to make a quick uh, addition to Trailer Street. Mm. I mean, I, I you haven't. I mean, have you seen the uh, forty eight minutes of gameplay CD Project Red released for? No, I, I tried it. I tend to stay away from gameplays, but you did tell me to watch like ten minutes, and I just haven't been able to yet. That's all right. I will say the only thing I'll say that doesn't. I mean. Firstly, the thing that CD Projekt Red say throughout, like their narrator says throughout the whole 48 minutes basically is, this game is pre-alpha, it can change, don't expect anything to stay the same. Yeah. So, but I mean, what they showed was absolutely phenomenal. And I was, you know, I was like, no way, like this is insane. Yeah. The amount of people that they're able to put on the street and see, they seem to be able to render and Mm. all that just is... 
mind blowing. Is it true that they have um like I've heard a rumor that they have um the the blonde uh the blonde girl from Witcher, I can't think of the name. Siri or something, not Siri. Um uh, somebody from Witcher. I don't think she's making a cameo like people thought. Because mm. it's the same company, so. Yeah, it is CD Projekt Red, but no, they're not doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, I mean, I was pretty, like, it was amazing. I watched the whole thing, and I was trying to tell my friend, watch it, watch it, it's amazing. But, yeah, I mean, it looks really cool, and I'm excited to see what they show us next. But if you have seen it, just remember that it will not necessarily look like that when the game comes mm. out. In fact, it's, apparently it's actually slated to come out 2020, okay. just like the same year that's in the title of the tabletop version of the game, Cyberpunk 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it's based off, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, they're heavily based off that. In fact, it's uh, I think it's set further in the timeline because the actual tabletop games, because um, I was watching the video with the actual like creator of uh, Cyberpunk 2020, Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the last sort of campaign book they had was set in, like, 2040-something. Okay. Yeah, and there was, like, the collapse of the net, basically. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Fair enough. That's a game I want like, even the tabletop game, I'd like to get my hands on it. Um, all right, well, we get out of Trailer Street, like we usually do, mm-hmm. and we end up in... News Road, baby. We got a lot of news this week. It's going to make up for the lack of trailers, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, man. News Road with a lot of sights to see on this one. <laughs> um, actually, something I really quickly like. I'm gonna just gonna go through it real quick and just get your thought on it. Last episode, I was gonna talk about um the Oscars announcing best popular film, but we're already running pretty high on the timeline. Um, but yeah, so what do you think about that? Um, like I, because uh, I mean the the reason the Oscars did this is or the Academy did this, mm. uh, because. Yeah, like sorry, I should have said the Academy announced, not the Oscars. But, yeah, um, I guess. So it's all right. But, like, yeah, so the Academy, they, you know, like, their viewership, even though they still had one of the most watched events on all of television, their mm. viewership dropped by quite quite a number. Yeah, it's been dropping every year steadily mm. uh, for the last, well, for the last while, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Continue. No, no, you're right. Uh, and so they're like, oh, well, how can we, how can we get more people to watch? So, so their whole, like, there's a few steps to this, like, so, you know, the one that everyone's been talking about is the uh, best popular film category. So, you know, a lot of people have been like, well, you know what the hell, the Academy is supposed to be about the art of cinema, you yeah. know, and it shouldn't do the best popular anything. Mm. And, you know, some other people are complaining, like, you know, potential films that they think could win best picture like Black Panther, which... Well, that's uh, what a lot of people are saying is the reason for a popular film because Black Panther is a Marvel film or a comic book film. It's not going to be nominated for best picture. So they're afraid of the backlash of that because of the significance of Black Panther. So they figured they'll make this... At least that's the rumour. Like, I figure they'll make this category and that way Black Panther fans can have a moment. Mm. Yeah, and uh, um, oh, just a f- few other things that they were planning on changing up as well. Uh, a lot of the uh, categories that just they don't think seem as important, such as best sound design, mm. you know, uh, like best, like, uh, I forget some of the other categories. Like best but editing. Like, and yeah, best editing stuff and like other that. stuff like wardrobe, that. Wardrobe, probably. Yeah, like makeup and wardrobe. They're going to relegate those uh, to commercials. Technically, if you were watching a live stream on the internet, you could watch those. Mm. 
But if you're watching it on TV, those are going to be coming during ad breaks. Yeah, which is ridiculous to me. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of the Oscars is to celebrate... All uh, of filmmaking. Yeah, all of filmmaking, and now you're relegating people who are just as important. Mm, you're just as... making, like, the big names. Like, what they're doing is just making the big name um, people. Like, you know, you got your best actors, best actresses, mm-hmm, best director, best film and stuff. All that stuff. You're only making them shine so people can just watch and hear all these big names and people they know about instead of, like, the little people, you know, which it all makes a film come together. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine a film without proper editing? Oh, my gosh. Oof. That'd be, oh, that'd be a suck fest. Yeah, that would blow. Yeah. But um, but as far as Black Panther and, like, the best popular film and best film, I don't think Black Panther should even be nominated for best film. No? No. Don't get me wrong. Black Panther was a phenomenal film and I loved it. Mm. But I think people are just, like, riding on it too much. I mean, because of the cultural significance it had and mm. what everyone, you know, all the PC stuff um, this generation's all about and whatnot, that's why people are writing it. But, yeah, like, I kind of agree with you. Like, I think it was a fantastic film and it should stand on its own legs if it's going to do that. Like, if it's going to try to get um, Academy recognition. Mm. But to make a whole new category for it and like essentially other comic book films or films that essentially wouldn't be a best picture candidate it's kind of silly i feel like it's kind of redundant yeah i, I get what you mean mm. it's like i don't even know i mean i i don't really watch the oscars myself i just the only thing i do is i look up online who wins best animated picture and like the majority of the time is pixar anyway yeah so, so that's I do like um, watching the animated shorts, though. Like, when they get nominated, I usually watch them after. Okay. But um, anyway, so that's our thoughts on that. I just wanted to quickly kind of go through that since I didn't touch on it um, last episode. That makes sense. Um, okay, so if we get into more uh, current news, I suppose. Um, so Bond 25, the new mm-hmm. Bond film, that they, it's untitled at the moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um you remember when, like, Daniel Craig was like, I'm on it, oh, I don't want to do it anymore, I hate being James Bond, and then he's like, oh, I'll jump on it again. Because mm-hmm. they probably paid him $4 billion. Well, yeah. the director who's Danny Boyle, he's done things like Slumdog Millionaire and stuff. Oh, yeah. He was the director that actually made, kind of, I think, persuaded, I think was the main, like, kind of, uh, this like, decision-making focus for Daniel Craig to be James Bond. Um, well, he's off it now. He's no longer the director. Uh, apparently, it's due to creative differences, as he usually is, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's the bad thing about things. Like, you remember when you hear about, uh, like, the last Star Wars film, like, whoever, I can't remember the guy who was going to direct it originally before um, JJ came back. Uh, he left because of creating differences. And I, I think, like, um, the guy who was originally going to direct Ant-Man all those years ago, Oh, yeah, Edgar Wright. Yeah, he left because of creative differences. Because what happens is is these directors, at least the way I look at it, is these directors come in with, like, their own vision mm-hmm. and stuff. you got to think these studios have been making these films for years, and they have their vision. And if you come in here trying to push your view, they're just going to kick you right out. Like, they did the same thing with, um, uh, who was it? Who was directing? Who was directing Solo before? Ron Howard jumped in. Uh, it was um, the duo who wrote the script to the Lego movie. Yeah, that's right. Um, I can't remember their name. But, yeah, they left too because because Disney, especially Disney, like, I mean, 
Bond isn't Disney, but especially Disney have their own kind of view on what they want to do and how they want to do it. Yeah. yeah I guess. And if you come in saying, oh, I'm going to do it my way, and they're going to kick you right at the door because there's a million other directors wanting to do the job that you do. That's true. And, I mean, they could just pay someone probably even less than you to exactly. do exactly what they want. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's why Danny Boyle left, but it seems to be that way. Okay. But there's still no, um, as far as I know, there's still no news on a new one. So, well, uh, so we we'll just have to wait and see. Well, I hope if they bring in a new director, and I know probably people will disagree with me, but I want to go back to the old Bond of the sixties and the seventies with the stupid gadgets and the ridiculous plots <laughs> and the over the top villains. Yeah, that's fair. And tell you the whole plot of the of like the the, the villain tells you his whole story. Mm. Well, I, mean, I don't know about that part, but <laughs> I don't know. I just want to see like the cool cars, man. Yeah, that's and, fair. like all the gadgets, like the pen gun and the whatnot. I don't, I don't really remember the last Bond film. I did watch it, but I don't really remember. It, but I did really like Skyfall. Skyfall was probably one of my favorites. Mm. Yeah, I remember watching the new ones with my mom, and I was so bored. I'm like, this is just a born film, but it's British. Well, I mean, a Bond film is essentially a Bond film, yeah, but American. Yeah, and more serious. And then and the British are like, oh, that looks pretty cool, my dude. Well, Bond was way before Bourne. Yeah, well, the original, but I'm talking about, like, the, because the Bourne films of the early 2000s. Because like yeah. after, after I think it was uh, it was Pierce Brosnan who was the last Bond in the 90s. Yeah, and then Daniel was, Craig. Like, Die Another Day or, like, I can't remember which one of his mm. films. But it was one of his films, and they just stopped making Bond films for ages. And then yeah. the Bourne films came out. Yeah, yeah. With Matt Damon, and then like. The Daniel Craig films then, came out. Yeah, then the Daniel Craig films came out, and they were just, they're just so like. He just doesn't feel serious, like Bond to me in a way. It's yeah. weird. He seems like a Bond understudy. Like, right. he just, I don't know what it is. Yeah, like, to me, Bond is supposed to be the sophistic, like, the sophisticated, suave. Like guy who mm. could talk his way out of any situation because he's that charismatic, mm. and but he could kill you, you know. Mm. Uh, but you know, Daniel Craig's Bond to me just feels like any other action man. Mm. You know, I agree. Like, uh, I don't know. I think, I think they need to swap. They they need to swap Bond out. Um, did you see that what um Idris Elba did? How he put on his Twitter, he's like, "You can call me um Alba, Idris Alba," Alba. Yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh, he's the next James Bond," and he's yeah, like, "Don't believe." Yeah, yeah, we talked about the last episode, and then oh, Ka- did we? and then Katie Hopkins was all like, "And yeah, you can't be Bond simply because Bond." Do, do, do. Yeah, and then she went on with her racist, you know, that that is black, and that's why you can't be Bond. Yeah, well, like, like te- technically, it's, she didn't say you can't be Bond because you're black. She said you can't be Bond because Bond's white. So that's. Not racist. That's pretty racist. <laughs> um, did you hear the theory, which I actually like, I don't usually pay attention to theories, but there was a theory online that said um, that said James Bond is like a code name almost. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like you know, everyone has, like if you're a spy, you probably have like a fake name and James Bond is just that code name that goes around to different people. So when you see a different Bond, it's because the Bond before them has retired or it's dead. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that theory, and I think if they put Idris Elba in a kind of, again, it's going to sound racist, but it will kind of solidify that in a way. Yeah, like, and I get what you're saying. It would make more sense if, like, if they were to put Idris Elba and then mm. do that theory and kind of. It's like know, M, like when it. M dies, a new M comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would make sense. sense. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility in a spy film. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. It would be cool to see, though. Hmm. But, yeah, so um, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess, who the next director is going to be. But um, going down the, the road of uh, of geek news, um, so you know how they're doing, like, about 5 million different Joker films at this point? Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know the standalone film? Which one? The one with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yes. Uh, apparently the origin story. Apparently they cast their Thomas Wayne. Okay. Which was um also they're doing the Joe Chill version of, of yeah the Joker. I guess who who knows they're doing every version of the Joker at this it's point. so confusing because like no one even knows the Joker's true origin it could be well, Joe Chill that's Red exactly Hood the thing or... like why give him a solid origin story in in film when no one knows his actual origin story it's mm-hmm. so and that's kind of like a part of the draw to the whole character exactly you don't know a thing about him yeah. But anyways, yeah. like really, the, the closest origin story we had was in um, Tim Burton's Batman, when he's the guy you find out he's the guy that mugs, yeah, that kills, bunch of kills, yeah. The I reckon the, the what would be interesting is if and and it it would be more of like an art house type film than like a proper budget like blockbuster, mm. but if it's just like. I don't know, like Joker, who's like he strapped someone to a chair. Like it could be Commissioner Gordon, or or maybe he's just at a bar or talking to someone. I don't know. Mm. But he's like going through his different origins, and then like you see the different versions that he spouts off. Mm. That could be interesting. Mm. But I mean, I'm not a writer, so I don't no, it could be interesting. It'd probably be better than what DC is doing now and this current movie that they're doing. But um, so this apparently this would have nothing to do with the DCEU. It would just be something on the side. Okay. But anyway, um, so Alec Baldwin uh, was the person who was apparently cast as Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. But a day after that news came out, it they, it, it also came out that he said he was out. So he's not doing it anymore <laughs> after 24 hours of the announcement coming that he was cast. Goddamn. Um, they say, or he says, it's due to scheduling conflicts, like, because, you know, just Saturday Night Live and um, he's a busy dude. But yeah, especially um, portraying Trump, you would be pretty busy, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, but actually, it's funny that you say that because um, he kind of left the like the company. He left DCU or who was not? Well, I guess he left. I don't know. He's doing it. DC Warner Brothers usually do it. Yeah. Um, he left them out to dry. Pretty much, he said, "Anyone like the role that I was going to play, anyone can play it." Ooh. Yeah. Scathing. And Damn. it. I think he said it, or so it's like. Um, kind of, yeah, I think he said it or someone said it, but it seemed like the role that he was playing, which again was um, rumored to be Thomas Wayne, was a very much a Donald Trump type person. Like, it was very much like a kind of, like a businessman. He tries to get higher in the ranks of like whatever he's doing and he's just like a dick and all that shit. Um, okay. And the rumor is, that because he plays Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live, he didn't want to do that in another job, so he kind of told him to fuck off. Okay, well, I suppose that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, wow, what a way to what a way to leave. Just dropping the mic. Yeah, like I love that he goes, oh yeah, scheduling different um differences, but at the same time, these people can fuck off. Anyone can do this job. Pretty much, that's pretty much what he said. Probably without the swearing, but yeah, I mean that kind of could be shooting himself in the foot too, because you know. If somebody else wanted to hire him and it's like, oh, but if he doesn't want to work with us, is he going to say shit about the film? Yeah, that's true, actually. I didn't think of that, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, not that 
I mean, then again, I suppose if it's not the DCEU, but then again, Warner Brothers haven't really been doing anything that good with their films apart from Wonder Woman, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, we'll have to see how Aquaman looks, but what comes out first, Aquaman or Wonder Woman? Like, um, Wonder Woman 2, I should say. I don't know, actually. It was something we're going to have to check out. or Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I don't know, but I, like, I, I just hope they get better from here on out because... I really do like a lot of the actors they've picked. It's just the studio gets involved too much. Yeah. The directors, like, they get the wrong type of directors. Like, Zack Snyder is a very good visual director. Yeah. But he is not a good storyteller. No. And it's obvious. Mm. And uh, and then also the writing is just, like... Shit. Yeah, man. It's like, have these people read the comics? Do they even understand the characters? But the thing is, is that Jeff Johns is supposed to be, like... Uh, not an executive producer, but he's, like, the advisor for all this. And he writes the comic books. Like, he's, like, the head of DC. Then even they're not listening to him, or Jeff Johns doesn't know how to translate comics to film. Yeah, probably. And I hope it's the former rather than the latter. Yeah, I hope. Well, I hope because, like, he can be like, all right, well, you got to listen to me because we're obviously not doing much here. Like, our company's about to shit it. I don't know. Um, DC, I'm sure, has a lot of money now that they're about to shit themselves, mm. but... As far as comics go, I think DC is, like, pulling ahead pretty strong. I think DC's better at comics than Marvel and TV shows as well. Like, the the Marvel TV shows, I think, are a lot better than... I mean, sorry, the DC TV shows, I think, are a lot better than, better than the Marvel TV shows. But... For like, me, it's a toss-up at the TV shows. I'm like, oh, you know, like, I'm like, there's the Arrowverse, but then there's, like, the Marvel Netflix shows, but then it's like, yeah, there's yeah, the whole to, thing. There's to be fair, thing, I, haven't, right? I haven't even seen, like, the second seasons of any of the shows besides Daredevil. I, I watched Defenders, and I haven't seen anything since. Mm-hmm. But Defenders was, wasn't great. It wasn't yeah, awful. It was, it was very meh. As yeah, well, I know. yeah. Um, it's funny you should bring up the actors of, um, of the DCU, though, because did you hear what happened to uh, Ben Affleck? Batfleck, if you will. Oh, God, what happened? You know he was married to Jennifer Garner? Yeah. Electra from the Daredevil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they've been divorced for, like, three years now or whatever. Uh-huh. Or separated. And um, he's been dating this, like, Russian model or something. Mm-hmm. And who has like, said in... Like a typical Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And she's said in... And let me start by saying Ben Affleck... Ben Affleck is an alcoholic. Like, he's been in rehab a lot. Okay. Um, And so... This Russian girl was interviewed once. I don't know if she's Russian. She might not be, but she was interviewed once, and they asked her what her favorite thing to do in her, like what her favorite pastime was. Her answer, I shit you not, was drinking whiskey. Okay. So an alcoholic is dating a model who her favorite pastime is drinking whiskey. Oh, uh, right now I see bad combo. Right? Yeah, it's horrible. And so anyway, to cut a long story short, Jennifer Garner put, goes up to, um. Ben, ben Affleck's house and he's smashed like he's drunk as fuck and so she throws him into the car and drives him to rehab that's nice that's man. nice of her I think yeah. like she's definitely one like ex-wife of the year <laughs> um yeah like I just would have left his ass I think but she yeah she actually took care of him I guess you know it's the father of her children and stuff and mm. But I would have. Although the, sh- the shit thing is, actually, they are separated because the shit thing is when he goes into rehab, when he's officially, I don't know, I think the day, no, when he, like, when he got admitted to, the day after he got admitted to rehab, she finalised the divorce papers and sent them to him. 
Just yeah. and what do you want to do when you sign divorce papers? Probably drink your ass off. On carnies and rehab. Oh yeah, that's true. I would let the boy have one one day out and then come back in. <laughs> Just take as much time as you need in one day and then come back and you're done. <laughs> Get drunk as hell after you sign those papers. You have a very weird rehab progress. <laughs> Tragedy befalls you. Oh, look, I know we're halfway through your program. <laughs> Not but... halfway, just at the beginning. This <laughs> would be like, take one day and then come back. Now, look, your mum just died, but I know we're like <laughs> one day away from, but you can go. Yeah, out. go, go. <laughs> that's, that's dark humour for you. Yeah. Um, oh, jeez. But yeah, so there's that. Uh, oh, actually, in the news, I want to talk about something. Okay. Battlefield 5. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Now, Battlefield 5 has been a bit kind of eh, like, with people. Well, okay. like when I say people, I mean gamers, usually. Yeah, yeah. You know, because its reveal trailer got mainly dislikes. Right? Really? Not a lot of likes. It was a very similar situation to Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Mm. Oh, not yeah. I remember exactly the highest the, dislike. The most disliked video uh, or something. Vi- like, video to do with your video games. It has like two, three million dislikes. Damn, all right. Fair yeah. Enough. But probably uh, for a good not, reason. Yeah. For very good I don't know reason. many people that played that actually. I played it. Oh did you? Yeah. Was it good? I liked it. It had it had a hell of a lot of flaws, I'll tell mm. you that much. The story could have been like written a hell of a lot better because they just basically make the I forget what they're even called now, but like the I'm just gonna call them the Mars Defense Front. So, like, the Mars Defense Front, they make them out to be, like, basically space Nazis. But then it's like, okay, but why are they fighting Earth? And you, like, you try to figure that out. Mm. And or, the only reason they do it is because they don't like Earth. Ugh, Earth's weak and puny and, ugh, like... But, I mean, realistically, like, I'm digging through the game, it's like Earth is taking resources from Mars and it's like, you know, they're, just, they're, tre- they're treated as second-class citizens by Earth. Mm. And all sorts of sh- shit. But also, you know, while you're having fun shooting up all these people from Mars, then there's, like, you know, little bits of lore when the game's loading and it's like, the Mars Defense Front, you know, drafts 12-year-olds 12 year into the military and you're like, you're supposed to be like, oh, well, look, they're drafting 12-year-olds into the military. <laughs> what evil people. But then you're like, I'm killing 12-year-olds, basically. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you blow up, uh, you know, you blow up their fighter jets with your space fighter jets, and then you blow up their, you know, their main battleships, and there's, like, hundreds and hundreds of people on those things. And it's Jesus. Like, Some of them are going to be 12. Yeah, they're going to be 12-year-olds <laughs> on those ships, man. Like, so it's, it's like, the, there are parts of the game I liked, like, in terms of the story, but mm. it was just, like, the writing was just, well, they really you really could have done something with it, like, because... And they had Kit Harrington portraying the main prote- uh, antagonist, not protagonist. And, like, you know, he's a pretty decent actor. Mm. But you, all you do is got married to, him. um, you got married to Ugarit in yeah. real life. Ro- Rosie something. I Rosie something, yeah. Yeah. I, um, what was it? He, I remember seeing a video online where for, like, April Fool's or something, he, oh, he yeah. stuck his, <laughs> he stuck the prosthetic, his prosthetic head into, like. Into the fridge. Into the fridge. I would do the same thing if I had a prosthetic dead head on myself. Like. <laughs> oh, gee, like I could not imagine how terrified I would have been. Oh, I would have shit myself. I would have yeah. opened the fridge and just slammed it and ran out of the house. Right, but anyway, sorry, back to Battlefield. But anyway, go go with what you were saying before. Yeah. yeah. So it was extremely disliked. Yeah. And you know, people who were kind of on the outside, were like, why is this getting so many dislikes? 
And even EA and DICE were like, why am I still getting hate? Well, so, EA's getting hate because they're EA. Yeah, it's true. But DICE were like, why am I getting hate? Everyone <laughs> loves me. Hmm. So they boiled it down to, oh, the neckbeards, <laughs> they just don't like seeing women in their video games. So is this, this is. is for the, the newer... The Battlefield eight, 5. Battlefield 5, okay. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so they're like, oh, it's because they don't like women. But I decided to put the women in, in the game because for my daughters. And it's like, okay, cool. We're not, like, I don't think the game is necessarily against that. Sure, there are some who mm. are, you know. There's always douchebags out Yeah. I mean, you know, fuck those people. But <laughs> the reason that, well, there were a few reasons. Well, no, no, sorry. The initial reason, right, why everyone disliked it. Because when you look at their previous entries, in the Battlefield series, they've usually been very serious shooters. Hmm. And I know what you're thinking. How how serious and realistic is someone jumping out of a jet, sniping someone across the map to only jump back in the jet, right? <laughs> Which people have done on oh, Battlefield 3, and yeah, it's yeah. amazing to watch. I've seen it. It's ridiculous. Right. But, I mean, with their story, they've always tried to be more real, like I, I would say more realistic and grounded than Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. So, and especially with Battlefield 1, like, okay, granted, like, the guns are, you know, technically prototypes from, like, the end of World War One and mm. all those such things. But when you look at, like, especially the campaign mode, it's all, like, supposed to be historically accurate and, like, the events that they show happen. Mm. And so when you take something that's really serious and then with Battlefield Five, it's, it's just, it doesn't feel like it's, it's you now granted it probably isn't meant to be historically accurate it's just meant to be fun mm. which i assume the game will be an immense amount of fun mm. but it's just that for fans of the series seeing it just take a sharp turn in the other direction because yeah, battlefield one was very historically accurate right yeah, yeah. Mm. it was like you know it was very accurate and it felt very grounded and real mm. whereas this one like you see you know like you see this uh, female soldier with a prosthetic arm fighting in a house, and then she jumps out of, like, a second-story window only to do a combat role to then, like, keep running. And then there's, like, a British shoulder. Yeah, soldier. He already has a British shoulder. He does. (laughs) But you know what he doesn't have? Sorry, you know what he has that's not British? Oh. A fucking katana on his back. Yeah. Why would he have a Japanese sword on his back? And, like... Maybe he killed a Japanese... But the Japanese didn't fight in the European theater of war. They only fought in the Pacific and in, oh, in America. Fair enough. Yeah, so it's like, why would he have one if mm. he's in some random French village, you know? So I think that's what... And, like, you can have your soldier just wear nothing but, like, jeans and a tank top, and it's like, why would a soldier <laughs> be wearing this? Yeah. You know, like, things like that. So I think that's what people are more angry about mm. and then you know dice and ea bit basically calling the their consumers sexist you know that's not gonna help out no at all. God, no in fact it was like getting so bad because they had wedged uh the release of battlefield 5 between red dead redemption 2 and call of duty black ops 4 so now usually battlefield has in terms of pre-orders, has always been behind Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Battlefield uh, Hardline was behind the Call of Duty of that year by 40%. Hard- Hardline was another completely different turn for yeah, Battlefield. It was. It was pretty good, though. Yeah. yeah sorry. I saw that. The online was pretty cool. The, the campaign had a lot of these big action set-piece things, too, and I was like, what? But anyway. So it's kind of like a cop show almost. That's why. Yeah. Mm. And... Uh, 
and I think it was like Battlefield 4 lagged behind the Call of Duty of that year by about 20%, mm. whereas Battlefield 1 overtook Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, like which was the first time that's happened. Yeah. But Battlefield 5, the, its pre-orders were behind Call of Duty Black Ops 4 by 85%. Damn. Which is a huge margin. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just crazy, like, you know, to fall behind that much. So, you know, again, they kept, they were blaming the consumers, which is, you know, always your best bet. <laughs> and then they, um, you know, they just kept doing that. And it's like, why? It's like, you know, anyways, I don't know. I can't get inside the mindset of EA or the members of DICE. Mm. But what they did was they um, they delayed the release of the game till November. And the, the reason why they said they did this, oh, you know, we're doing this so that, they can, you know, we can streamline the game and make it, you know, better, which, sure, you could do that in that time, but to be honest, the reason why you did it <laughs> is to change the release date so you wouldn't have a stiff competition. The only pe- the only multiplayer game that you really have to tango with in November is Fallout 76. Mm. Oh, that's going to go gangbusters as well. That's going to sell huge amounts of my... Yeah, yeah, probably. Copies, I mean. Mm. Mm. I mean, there are some stores, like, in Europe, and they're, like, video game stores, and they're reporting that, like, all the other games for the October release schedule are falling behind except Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, it's mm. chugging along great. Well, good. That's the only game I want. Yeah. That, and I do want Fallout 76, but I'm not a huge multiplayer game person, so unless it has a single-player mode, I don't know if I'll get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, and one uh, other news topic I'll cover... So have you heard uh, the the uh, the controversy? Have you heard the controversy around Sony and the crossplay stuff? Yeah, yeah, of course. Who hasn't? Yeah. So uh, the CEO of Sony actually recently commented on that, mm. and I'm going to be paraphrasing here, but basically he was saying, "Oh well, we think that you know the PlayStation Four is the best system, so we want our players to be playing on the best system." Like I, I can't remember word for word, but basically what he's saying is. Like, oh, since PlayStation's the best, we decide that's all you get to play on. And it's like, you can't make the decision for the consumer like Yeah, that. that's some bullshit. I've always hated that. But ever since they started they started doing mods, but you can't, like, mod like you can on everything else, I'm not surprised this is the route that they go. Sony seems to do their own thing, and their thing is very limited to just Sony. Like, I, I have a PlayStation, and I love that thing, but... I wish it did more. Like, I wish I could mod things. Like, I can mod on the PC. I wish I could cross-play with, like, people on Xbox and stuff. Mm. But, you know, it's never going to happen. I reckon by the next console generation, they'll just put it in there. You reckon? Oh, man, if they don't. Mm. Like, uh, Todd Howard from Bethesda, he was saying, like, like it was ridiculous that because like, Sony hasn't really been playing ball because they want the cross-platform with Fallout 76. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I reckon if they don't, like some developers who is like it's cross play or nothing, they probably mm. won't just won't bother releasing their stuff on so like Yeah, that's what I think. Too. But I mean by the by the time the PS like the next generation comes out, I reckon it'll be such a ubiquitous concept that they'll just have to do it. I think I think well they say by the night by the time the next generation of consoles come around, games are gonna be streaming anyway. Like you'll be getting them like you get Netflix and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we'll only have to wait and see, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that at least they'll 
have the cross-platform play. Yeah, me too. I think they're just doing it now, like now so that they don't have to like try and incorporate it and they can just like kind of keep that stranglehold on the market. Oh, yeah, I agree. At least, but that's what I think. I mean, I, I'm not... I'm not like a genius or anything, but <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think the same. Um, so just quickly, I want to touch on Star Wars Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Matt Smith, so who was the tenth Doctor? No, the eleventh Doctor. Ooh, almost. <laughs> mm, boy. <laughs> so um, he's uh, he's been um, he's been cast in Star Wars Episode Nine. Apparently, it's a key role. Ooh. So that's pretty good. And so has um, Dominic Monaghan, who played Charlie on Lost and Mary on in Lord of the Rings. Oh, wow. Uh, see, I didn't get that wrong. I know my Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, I could have said Pippin. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't know what role if Dominic Monaghan has, like, a key role or just, like, a side role, but he's, they're both going to be in there, and I like that decision because it's just expanding the geekdom. It's like... Doctor Who and Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars, obviously. Oh, my goodness. Wouldn't it be great if, you know, like, Rey is, like, neat, if, like, she gets lost on a planet because she's, like, left behind because, like, the like the First Order, like, come through and, like, attack the Resistance, the Resistance have to go. Anyways, and then, so, oh, no, how am I going to catch up to the Resistance? Or you <laughs> Like, I mean, that's never going to happen, but if it did... Boy, I would be jumping out of my seat. <laughs> I, I tell you, like that, that won't happen. But if it did, holy shit! Oh right, I would. Now, even a fan film of that would be great. Oh, which yeah. I'm pretty sure there probably is one of those. But and then like the fellowship just runs up. Yeah, just the like or come out of the TARDIS. <laughs> freaking Mary is like, what about second breakfast, Doctor? <laughs> I mean that that couldn't work though because he does he can't cross into like alternate universes and such. Yeah, but. that's true. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to, to see what it's all about. That and with like Lando coming back, with Billy D. Williams coming back. Oh wow, he's coming back. Oh yeah, yeah, he's Jesus. coming back. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited for this one. Like, I like the JJ ones. I didn't like the Brian the Ryan Johnson, Johnson one because I the more I think about Last Jedi, the less I like it. But I do like Force Awakens, so I think I like this one. I don't think I'll love it. Like, I held out hope to love Force Awakens, and I held out hope to love. Last Jedi, but I don't think I'm going to hold my breath on this one. I'm just going to enjoy it as a film, and that's it. Yeah, and we can only just hope that it's good. Yeah, yeah. But, um, th- but then, you know, if this trilogy isn't good, then there's the sequel-sequel trilogy. Ooh. Yeah, but that's all. Every single one of them apparently is going to be directed by Brian Johnson. Ah. Brian Johnson, not Brian. Brian I, I Johnson's know. the singer of ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't think to Yeah, yeah. You, but, but, like... Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like... I don't know. I just didn't like his direct... I don't know. I just liked the movie, and I think a lot of it had to do with his directing and stuff. Everything felt so different to to mm. Force Awakens. I know. Like, yeah, I, I will say, like... And the, he, he shit a lot of things as well. Like, he, he shot a lot of things in the foot as well. Mm. I know. Who are Ray's parents? They're nobody. Okay. What about Snoke, this great pa- He's dead. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, it's just so the dumb. thing that annoys and that me. casino, that whole casino segment, mm, I, I could have cut that out of the film I completely. Know. Although that being said, man, like I, I, it was so strange that everyone was hating on uh, what was her name, Amy, Amy, Amy Marie Tran. Oh, the yeah, yeah. Uh, what was her name in the film? Rose. Rose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like people hated on on the actress. Like, look, if you wanted to, if you tweeted at her, you know what? I think you did. You know, I didn't like your character. 
that's fine. Yeah, like, but it's, to a call separa- a... yeah, it's a separation of the, the character and, and the actor yeah. or actress. But they shit all over the actor. Yeah, and then they're like, you know, just saying all this shit. Like, all this racist and stuff. Just, like, that's the same thing with, um, with, um, that's the same thing with Ruby Rose we are talking about last episode. Yeah, everyone's not being able to. I mean, but with Ruby Rose's thing, like, that's, that's the outrage. Like, and it hasn't even, like, happened yet. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. But I just, oh, people are dumb. Yeah. Geeks are the worst sometimes. Sometimes we are. But, like, it's just those keyboard warrior ones, you know? They're the ones that make the rest of us look bad, really. Um, Maybe. So to get non-geeky for a second and get a bit more political, in between this episode, in between the two weeks of this episode and last episode, we have a new Prime Minister, one that we didn't even fucking vote for. Skomo! <laughs> That's what the kids are calling him, ScoMo. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, Scott Morrison, the so former treasurer. It was Malcolm Turnbull, but as you said, it's now Scott Morrison, ScoMo, if you will, as mm-hmm. you said. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He was the former treasurer, which I didn't know that until you told me. So thank you mm-hmm. for that little bit of knowledge. It's like, well, like, what, like, I think it was either you or like, my friend Jared. It was like, what? Because like, I was like, oh, yeah, the former treasurer. And you're like, it was either you or him were like, wait, isn't Joe Hockey the treasurer? Yeah, that was me. Oh, okay, it was you. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're like, you were like, isn't Joe Hockey the treasurer? I'm like, nah, he left a while ago. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. As, long as, not, as long as it wasn't Julia Bishop, then that's all I care about because fuck that lady. She's the worst. Oh, she, she was, I forget what she was. She was the minister. She was the foreign minister. Yeah, she was the foreign minister, but now she's just a minister. Yeah, now, because I think what happens is if you, what happens is if you, Go for the prime minister role, <laughs> the role of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to. If, if you lose, you go to the backbench. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. yeah. Like it's an automatic, like the promotion, demotion, the what's the word I'm looking for? Demotion. Demotion. Yeah. Yeah. I said it with the wrong infliction. I tell you, uh, yeah. Um, apparently, I heard from a friend, so I don't know how true this is. You know, take it with a grain of salt. But I heard that when ScoMo got in, his his approval rating was eight point six percent, and I did I did Damn. I did the math. I'm like, okay, wait. I mean, I think we have more citizens than I put in for the calculation. But I'm like, all right, so we have a, let's say twenty six million people yeah. in Australia, right? And I was like, eight point six percent. It was like two million two hundred thousand people, like two million two hundred and like sixty two thousand people like Scott Morrison. I'm like, damn, that's bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Like, we were talking just earlier about how Trump has, what is it, 46? Oh, yeah, 41% approval yeah. rating. This guy has 8 or whatever you yeah, said. 8.6. Jesus. I reckon it'll go up, though, just a little bit. Because well, he's recent... got to start doing stuff, doesn't he? Well, that's a, well, that, was he... A, that was the problem with Malcolm Turnbull. Malcolm Turnbull never did anything. Mm. Like, he was in there. He was in there. I saw this meme, actually. Um, like, a picture. Not really a meme. Mm-hmm. Um. It was Gough Whitlam, and he had been in part in the government for three hundred and sixty-five days, let's say, and it had listed all these achievements that he made that he did. And then on the next to it, it was Malcolm Turnbull, and three hundred and sixty-five days, exactly the same, with nothing. Well, that's I suppose that's the way the, the cookie crumbles. Although, um, yeah, but how do you run a country like he didn't? I mean, he never cared about Australia anyway. So yeah, like, did you hear his like farewell speech? No. It was pretty much like, ah, fuck you all. I'm going to take all my money and go with my family to, like, another country and live there for the rest of my life. Yeah, he's, he's in New York, I think. Yeah. Now. But um, I reckon I reckon Scott Morrison's approval rating will go up a tiny bit probably by the time this goes out because the other day mm. uh, 
he I mean, even though Malcolm Temple had set it up, he went to Indonesia and like signed a free trade agreement with them. Okay. And like you know strengthened our like ties with them and mm. like you know increased this like our our you know increased the mutual promise of fuck the boats and everything. Right. Like. Yeah. Okay. So, but uh, you know every, everyone's like talking about it because this is like uh, if you're from another country listening to this, which let's face it, you're probably not listening to this, but, <laughs> um, you know, what, what's supposed to happen is every three years we're supposed mm. to hold an election and, you know, we have uh, electorates and whichever house holds the most electric electorates forms government. Mm. So, you know, whether that's Labour or the Liberal Party. Or, it could be the Greens, but... It, no. <laughs> no. Like, the thing is that, like, independents and Greens and stuff, they usually... They will usually pick a side. Like, Greens usually go Labour. Mm-hmm. So if the numbers that the Greens get... Like, they had a hung parliament years ago, and the Greens, they chose to put their votes into Labour, so Labour technically won. Okay. I tell you, like, it's just so annoying because, like, I get the fact that we're not like the United States because the United States, whoever becomes president... You know, he is the face. Like, he's not just only the face, but he or she is the one who dictates dictates policy. Mm. Whereas here in Australia, it's more the fact that the party dictates policy yeah, and the yeah. prime minister is just the face of that party. Yeah. So, realistically, if the face of the party is not doing well, they can replace the prime minister. Oh, and they do. And they have, yes. <laughs> because uh, after... Ever uh, since Kev, Kevin 07. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because well, what happened with uh, with Kevin Rudd? It was because of uh, his like in like, well, it wasn't him. It was Peter Garrett. But Peter Garrett introduced a bill to like put uh, insulation in houses, mm. and because of that, the beds were burning. Literally, literally, yes. <laughs> and That's good call. Thank you. So you know, um, because of that bad policy, you know, houses burnt down, people were killed mm, were, yeah. by being burnt or smoke inhalation, electrocuted. Mm. So it was, so you know, a lot of people got very annoyed at the Labor Party, mm. you know, which I understand. Mm. Uh, and Kevin Rudd took responsibility, so he decided to take most of the heat on that. Mm. So the Labor yeah. Party decided to oust him. Yeah, you know, and Julie Gillard who was the deputy prime minister at the time, then yeah. became the prime minister. She was our first female prime minister. Like, it's a shame we didn't vote in our first female prime minister. Yeah. And I don't think that she was necessarily a bad prime minister per se, but it was just because she had, because of how, like, she, and she lied, like, because everyone was like, oh, so are you planning on taking taking the prime yeah. minister's one? She'll, it, it is more likely that I'm going to become the bulldog's forward than the prime minister then a week later, she was, she was the prime, prime minister. minister. Yeah. I'm like, oh, damn. Why damn, didn't you should have tried out for the Bulldogs. Yeah, right? <laughs> God damn. Um, so, so, yeah. So, like, but, yeah, so that happened a few times. Yeah, and then, like. It'll take forever to get yeah, through it all. But, well, well, oh, we can do it. Lightning round. And then <laughs> Kevin Wright took it back and deleted Gillard. And then That's Tony right. Abbott came in. and then I forgot about that. Yeah, because he came back in briefly. Yeah. But then Tony Abbott won, you know. Oh, great, Tony Abbott. Uh, but he, then, he actually won, I think. Yeah, he like, was he was elected. He was elected. Officially. And it was hilarious because, you know, the Liberal Party was like, oh, look at Labour. If they can't govern themselves, how can they govern a country? Yuck, yuck, yuck. And then 
you know, they realised that Tony Abbott made Australia an embarrassment internationally mm. and every most people hated him. Because he was him. so backwards. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure his approval rating was in the 30 percentile range. Damn. Like, as it was, like, going to the 38 and the 36. I think it dropped down to, like, 34 or 32 or something. And then they got Malcolm Turnbull in. Who was our... Who was, the who was our, The previous Prime Minister. Mm. And then Malcolm Turnbull did win an election. Uh, so he wasn't yeah. officially, you know, the Prime mm. Minister, like, by vote of the people, mm. but then he was ousted because he hasn't done shit. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's what it's really to do with is I I think the Liberal Party know they're not going to win the next election because they barely got in by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, the last one. So, but then Bill Shorten will come in, let's say, and then he'll get ousted in a few years, and then potentially we'll. It's going to happen we'll, forever. No, we can hope that it doesn't, but we'll have to wait and see. Um. But I reckon why they did that was to sort of save whatever seats they could get mm. because a lot of the really conservative, uh, like, liberal voters did not like Malcolm Turnbull. They thought he was too left-leaning. Okay. I mean, he was a centrist, really, but, you know, they're like, oh, he, he leans too far left, so mm. they wanted a more conservative person. Mm. So they could have gone with someone like Peter Dutton, but Peter Dutton has the personality of a mouldy potato, so, <laughs> you know. And, uh, like, because, you know, the Liberal Party can't commit to anything, so they just went with somebody who was in between Peter Dutton and, you know... Malcolm Turnbull. Uh, Malcolm Turnbull, so... Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, it's, and it's getting really annoying because we've had, I think it was in the past nine years, we've had, like, five prime ministers and, like... Two, yeah, two of them... Have been elected. Haven't been elected. Well, I mean, if you count Rudd coming back to then backstab Julia, that's three. Yeah, well, I mean... Five of them. And then, like, I remember earlier, like, uh, Tony Abbott wanted to, like, get rid of um, Malcolm Turnbull as well to to then become the Prime Minister again. And it's like, no, No, Tony. You fucked up once, mate. (laughs) Kevin Rudd was all right. Like, he wasn't too bad. That's why it was allowed to happen, but... Kevin Rudd was a pretty cool guy. I mean, like, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, he, there were things he could have done better, but, I mean, he did oh, a lot. Who of, can't do it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, no one could be Gough Whitlam or Bob Hawke. Yeah, no. But, I mean, far out. He did pretty good, and he was, like, the first Prime Minister to actually apologise to the Aboriginal people yeah, for the yeah. atrocities and everything. Which... Um, John Howard, I think, was supposed to do that, but he never did. Yeah, like, as people ask John Howard, are you going to do that? And he's like, no, I don't want to say I'm sorry. And it's like, <laughs> no, why would you? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why he should have. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, just... Anyway. So, yeah, so the, the government is very annoying at times because it's like we have all these problems going on, especially, like, with, like, New South Wales has seen the worst drought since 1902. Yeah. You know, there's, like, a bunch of other different things at a national level we should be doing. Yeah. And, like, I get it. It's just the politics of the party and they want to try and save face with their voters and get swing voters and whatnot. Still shit. But can we, can we, can we like, wait? You know what I mean? <laughs> can we wait till it's, like, the election year and then be like, you know what, how about we make this guy? Or, in the case of Tony Abbott, well, that, that, I get it, but, like, can we just stop? That like, call for an election with um, Peter Dutton in a few months, I think. Not Peter Dutton. Oh, sorry, and this guy, the actual Prime Minister or whatever. Um, they'll call a, they'll, they'll call a, an election, I reckon. Well, no. But they always say they will, and then he gets kicked out before they can call an election, so. Yeah. 
Mate, we'll just see what happens. I swear, if this happens again with our next Prime Minister, the Governor-General should just call the Queen and be like, look, the government's incapable. Can we just... <laughs> can we replace a lot of them? Or, like... I don't think they she can do that, but uh, she, can call, she can call a snap... El- and She can call a snap election. Okay. So, you know, because she has that power. Because she's the Queen. She, she is the Queen. Because she's a bad motherfucker. You know, she, like, um, I'm pretty sure, like, um, she cannot be tried in England at all. Yeah, no. Because, yeah, it's, it's the justice system is the crown itself, so the crown cannot verse the crown. Did you... Uh, the, when um, Trump was going to the States, there was a meme that was going around Facebook that said... Trump will arrive um, at whatever date. I can actually take him out and in my in my country. I can't be touched, so you just better watch his back. Uh, I remember I saw a video of when he was in um he was in a ho- like he was in his hotel room in London or whatever. There was a bunch of people outside and they were like, "Hey, Donald Trump, ooh ah." I want to know why you're such a cunt. <laughs> they just did that. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, Trump's a, another whole debate. Oh, we'll he's a, for another he's time. A piece of, anyway, a piece of work. But you yeah, know. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But what's what else is on tra- on? Ugh, I was gonna say Trailer Street. Oh, I'm so used to it. <laughs> what else is on News Road though? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh well, sliggity spliggity dip. There we go. We're that gonna... was a that was a long streak. Yeah, that, that was it was that a was longest streak. Bumper to bumper traffic there. Yeah, very unusual for News Road. Yeah, but who knows? It could be a more common occurrence. You never know. Well, yeah, maybe depends. That's on... like an hour worth of news. Yeah, depends. Depends on the week, I suppose. Yeah, it depends. There was a busy week. I don't think we'll get a new prime minister every week, so it'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Yeah, well, <laughs> with the way with the way the last nine years have been. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, um, I guess we go to Geek Debate Boulevard. Yeah, finally going on to Geek Debate Boulevard. But you know what? Mm. We've been in this rusty dust bucket for so long. I think we need a new car. All right. All right. Let's pull into the used car lot. Used car lot it is. Oh, dude, no way. They have Kit from Knight Rider here. That's cool, man. That's pretty cool. But you know what I just saw? What? A DeLorean. Kit it out like Back to the Future. Which Back to the Future? Two, with Mr. Fusion and everything. Oh, I mean, that's cool, but... I can throw... Kid, kid from Night Rider. I can throw junk in my car. My car talks. My car time travels. This thing can go, like, 300 miles an hour. This thing doesn't even need roads. If I had glasses, I would flick them down as I said that. I know how we figure this out. How? A great geek debate, of course. You're not wrong. We could do that. In two weeks' time. Because we haven't writ- wrote, written any notes. Yeah, we had to do it like that. We've been super busy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, in, in in our next episode, we'll be debating against... Which would be the better first car? Kit from Knight Rider. Or the DeLorean from Back to the Future 2. Yeah. So, I mean, you can cast your votes on who you think's going to win or even leave, uh, you know, uh, what do a you message call it? Or Yeah, a, a message, a comment. A tweet. On- or, you know, who you think will win. We have uh, Facebook, uh, mm-hmm. which is straight out of Geekville. Mm-hmm. We also have a Twitter, which is at, at out of Geekville. Geekville. And we have an Instagram, which I still can't log into. So don't worry about that. Okay. Um, and also, uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, on podcast.com. Yeah. So, I mean, we hope to hear back from you. You know, leave a review or a comment about the show. Anything you want, constructive criticism, you want to say that we're nerds and you hate us, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, 
But yeah, uh, as we pull out a gig to Bay Boulevard, which we're heading to. What you doing, cafe? Well, I smell that nostalgic bacon, baby, and I'm ready to dig in. (laughs) All right, Andre, uh, what have you been watching, reading, uh, listening to? Oh, well, what I've been up to recently, I have been listening to a lot of new music. Uh, I was shown uh, by my friend Jared, uh, his roommate, I was like, she showed me uh, this, uh, you know, singer called Todrick Hall. Mm, I've heard of Todrick Hall. I've heard his stuff as well. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's he's a drag queen. Mm. And uh, she showed me this album of his Straight Out of Oz. Mm. And, like, she showed me a song like Wrong Bitch, Puppy, and then Jared showed me Low. So I was like, it was actually, it was like a really fantastic album. It's very well put together. Uh, you know, like the whole like. Have you mi- seen any of his YouTube stuff? Not really. I have to check um, it out. Listen, he's got one out. I think he released like three weeks ago. It's called For the Nineties. It's really good. Okay. Like he does, he does. He's got two for the nineties and one for the two thousands. Okay. I think it's really, really good. No, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And there's another one called Cell Block Django. I actually have seen that. That's one. really good. I yeah. really enjoy that. I mean, whoever they got to like play Mariah Carey. Oh my in that god! One. I thought it was Mariah Carey. <laughs> I was like, "What? How the?" But no. Yeah, she was so good. Anyways, but yeah, so I've been listening. Speaking to- of Mariah Carey, sorry, I'm just I'm distracted. There was a, a screenshot um that my girlfriend sent to me because we always say how Ariana Grande sounds like Mariah Carey. I mean, so does right? everyone. But- yeah, I guess. Um, and so there was this screenshot. I guess they're doing like a couple karaoke type deal, and you know that Mariah Carey can't hit her notes anymore. Oh, and it, no, no way. And it looks like um, Ariana Grande hits her note, and, and Mariah Carey gives her the biggest dirty look you've ever seen. Like I'm pretty sure she's about to throw her out of the car. Like she's just like I'm gonna kill this bitch. Like it was oh the best gosh. thing I had seen I'm in a long try time. I see if I can find it. I'll probably put it on. I'll put it on the Facebook. Oh dear. That, oh, that's golden. Yeah, man. Mariah, she's kind of crazy. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. she's always been kind of crazy. She's, but Like, she's a top diva. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. She's top diva all the time, mm. every time. Yeah. Uh, sorry, but yeah, and then I was listening to... It's funny, I found this song, you know, because I was listening to um, Rahaley Ritchie, and you might be thinking, who the hell is Rahaley Ritchie? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, well, you, you, you might know him by his actual name. Jacob oh, it's a And hit. Yeah, it's a hit. Okay. Jacob Anderson. Nope. Grey Worm from Unsullied. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a Grey Worm. So Jacob Anderson's his real name. But he has, he's a musician. Is I feel like Ritchie. I knew that. I feel yeah. like I knew he was a musician. No. Oh, uh, anyway, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I was listening to his music. That's really good stuff. But I found this new song and it is like the most girly, like, I'm in high school, I'm all about boys kind of song. But I love it. Uh, it's by this woman. <laughs> I did. I've been listening to it nonstop. I show. I showed like Jared's roommate. Yeah. And I'm like, I know this is like super girly and whatnot. And she's like, Yeah, this is kind of gay. <laughs> like, so, but like, uh, but yeah. So like, it's it's called it's by Tessa Violet and it's called Crush. Okay. Yeah, it's so girly, so girly. But I, I'm really, I'm really digging it. That's funny. Yeah, and um, play, I've just been playing Mafia Three. And, oh yeah, you know at first I'm like Mafia Three, oh my god, so because I got it for free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know I'm like, yeah, I'm having so much fun. 
And then, like, I finally you know, met all the underbosses and, like, you know, got them their territories. And I'm like, but now I'm like, this is so repetitive. It gets I real repetitive, this. yeah. The, the, only, the only thing I find enjoyment in anymore is is trying to find the Vargas paintings and the Playboy magazines. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, just the collectibles. I feel it. Um, I played it when it first came out. I pre-ordered because I love Mafia and Mafia 2. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'll pick up Mafia 3. Oh, my God, it was... The most repetitive. Like, it's real good for about halfway through. And then it's like, I feel like I've done the same mission ten times. Yeah, that, I mean, that's all it is. You just go into a territory. Kill these people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kill these people. Interrogate this guy. Mm. Kill these... Go here. Kill these other people. Maybe steal a map. Ooh, or shoot some crates. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, after you've caused enough damage, you go back to the person who gave you these objectives, and then you have to go to the main stronghold. And then kill more people, and then either kill or recruit the lieutenant. Ooh, <laughs> you know it's the same thing. Yeah, it is. It's really every time. And then, like even even like the main missions, like like after you've like then when you've taken the two like rackets, then you have to go after the the lieutenant or the capo or whatever. Mm. And then it's the same thing. Go to this location, shoot these people, get to the guy, mm. kill him. Ooh, yeah, pretty much. But I will say, like the whole concept, like um, like it was the, the with a lot of the cutscenes where it's like people, it's like a documentary about Lincoln Clay and the, like, yeah, talking about, that is that's awesome. Great. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I really like that because that's how it opens. Yeah, and when I saw it, I was like, oh man, that's awesome. And the game just went downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I just like, I hope the next Mafia game is a lot better. Are they making a new one? Oh, I don't know. I haven't heard but, like, anything. I don't know how well this one sold. That's the problem. I don't think it did sell that well. Uh, fair enough. Because it came out with a lot of bugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's probably sold a lot of that. Maybe that's why it's free like, already. Did... It only came out like two, three years ago. Yeah. Didn't you tell me that when you were playing, there was a car that just somehow shifted into five lanes? Yeah, or like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, at least you don't have the bugs that I did. When I, I was playing one day, I was driving down a the road, there was a car in front of me. And I was like, oh, you know, a car takes up one lane, generally. I don't know where this car, like, expands into like five lanes and then maybe two seconds later just snaps back into like its original shape and i was like what the fuck was that some harry potter shit right there <laughs> but oh what was um like I, I, like I was playing it the other day and like oh, it's like oh the cops because right the cops before if you used to speed or if you were on the opposite side of traffic mm-hmm. or like you would run a red light they'll chase you mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore. No. I remember when, I think Mafia, I think Mafia 2, maybe Mafia 1 as well, they used to have a thing, like a button you could press and it would lock your speed limit so you couldn't go past the speed limit. But if you pressed it again, you could go past the speed limit. And if a, car, if a cop went past you, yeah, they'd arrest you. Yeah. Or I, they'd, like, they'd book you at least. Yeah, like that was like that was pretty cool, but yeah. It added a realism to it. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, we're going to hope it's better. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, although, I'll tell you what, the last thing I'm going to talk about as far as, like, oh, things I've been watching. Finished watching uh, Luke Cage, season two. Oh, that's good. I haven't seen that yet. Um, the ending, I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. Well, no, no I'm not going to spoil anything because <laughs> you haven't seen it. But, yeah, I don't know how to feel about it. But um, Luke... Luke uh, Is it Luke, like, you remember last, the last season when everyone was kind of on the fence of if it was good or bad? Like, I really liked the first half. I think that this season is a hell of a lot better than the first. Oh, okay. Good. I will say that much. I think it is really, really good. 
Um, there, the I mean, there are two villains kind of again because there's mm. like Bushmaster and then like there's like more of Mariah Dillard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's really really good. Uh, uh, but what um. I'm looking forward to Iron Fist season two. That should be interesting. Yeah, see, season one soured me on that. Oh yeah, season season one just wasn't that good. Mm. And then, but season two looks in, more interesting because it's like his partner Davos has like come back and he like wants the power of the Iron Fist. Okay. So he's going to become the Steel Serpent or whatever his name is. Right. Okay. Um. But no. But sorry. Back to games. I pre-ordered um the second season of Life is Strange. Yeah. And so that should be coming out on the 27th of this month. So cool. I am really looking forward to that. Awesome. Yeah, but anyways, enough about me, man. What about you? What are you doing? What are you up to? So last weekend, I actually had a really good... Not the one that just passed, but the one after... The one the one, not, not the, one that just, the one that just happened? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, so I had a really good weekend because what my partner and I did, we just built a fort in a lounge room and we watched... All the Hobbits and all the Lord of the Rings. Oh, nice! And it was just wonderful. First time is the was the first time she had seen them all. Oh, nice. But like for me, it's like my fifth millionth time I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. It's like I like I love Star Wars, but Lord of the Rings has like a special place in my heart more than anything else. I think. Okay, there you go. Dude. Um, yeah, oh, it's magical. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Uh. We finally got the internet. So we've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine again. Nine Nine. Um, we've been watching uh, Disenchanted, which has been pretty good. Oh yeah, I finished actually watching. Well, I haven't finished it yet. Because so. um, we like we watch too many things and then we get busy and we can't watch anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a big thing that I watched um, in a sec. But as I what I've been playing, I started playing Fallout Four again. Mm-hmm. Which has been really good. I'm doing a power armor run through, so I've just been um doing that. That's been pretty fun. I finally connected my Steam Link uh, to my TV, so I can play Steam games on the TV in the oh, lounge nice. room. Um, and I started playing Shadow of Mordor, so the old one, not the new one. So yeah, I started Shadow of Mordor again. Uh, that's been pretty fun. Um, I had played it. I was about seventeen percent through, but I was like, yeah, I want to start again. I did that today. Um, but, yeah, so the big thing I watched was Christopher Robin. Ah, uh, yes. Dude, it gave me so many feels. Like, I teared up a little bit. Like, it was... It's a really good film. Like, it was... Um, I know it's been out in America for a while, like two, three weeks, I think. But he hasn't even been released yet, so we went to an advanced screening. Oh, wow. And it was really good. Like, I'm really glad we went. I might watch it again when it comes out of full screening, but, like... Oh, it was just, it was just like wonderful, you know. Like it's a story about a guy who kind of he grows up. Obviously, it's about Christopher Robin. Guy, it's about Christopher Robin. Like you know, he was a kid and stuff, but mm-hmm. now he's grown up and he's kind of like forgetting how, like forgetting how it feels to be young and like you know, it's kind of he's focusing too much on work and not enough on family, and so like he runs into Pooh and like you know, it's just oh, it's just it's a wonderful tale. Like I think feel like everyone should go watch it. But I won't spoil it or anything, but it was just, I it, like, re- hit, it hit me where I live. Like, it was so, like, mm. like, I was, like, uh, it's just, I sat there, like, you know when you're really into it and you just, like, I don't know, I just felt like, it just made me feel really good after watching it. Okay, if I could ruin your feelings for a moment, this film really gives credence to the whole, uh, like, 
the what is it the mental illness theory yeah and it's yeah. like a christopher robin schizophrenic mm, it does <laughs> but like it also like it doesn't it doesn't because his family sees them too so it's like they're real in a way yeah yeah like it's crazy like so it's not just him like talking to himself i guess the whole family's schizophrenic yeah maybe Maybe but like people on the street, people on the street see him as well. Like, Pooh talks and this guy like looks at him. And he runs into a light pole. It's actually pretty good. It's quite funny at times too, which is good. Okay, maybe the whole city of London's got lead poisoning or something. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. We're all seeing stuffed animals talk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. actually, one, sorry, one last bit of news. Uh, Eminem's new album Kamikaze dropped like yeah. the other day. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet. I've only listened to, like, a few songs. Like, I listened to Venom, which is going to be on the Venom soundtrack, obviously. Oh, okay. Week. Yeah, fair enough. And, like, the first, I think, like, the first song and, like, the the seventh and the ninth song, I think. You I didn't listen to it chronologically? No, I wanted to, but then, like, Jared was, like, jumping around and he's like, no, no, listen to this one. He disses oh. these rappers. And well, don't get me wrong, though. Each song is a banger, so I yeah, don't fair mind. Enough. Speaking of um different rappers, um, Childish Gambino has a new track. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Feels Like Summer or something. Yeah. And, um, like, in the video, it's really good. Like, the the beat's really good and, and like, this Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those songs you could just put, like, put on your headphones and just lay back. But in the film clip, there's different rappers and stuff or, like, different artists. Yeah, yeah. I actually saw that, like, before we started um, recording for the podcast. Mm. Yeah, it's like a, like a cartoon style. He's walking down yeah, the street yeah. listening to music and it's like, all these other rappers, like, either, like, riding bikes or just doing stuff that's, yeah. like, summer things. And I'm like, and it's kind of funny because in Kamikaze, Eminem just disses a bunch <laughs> of rappers and this one just shows a bunch of rappers. And I think like, it even shows Eminem at one point. Yeah, I think so. Like, I'm pretty sure there'll be a video, and you said as well earlier, that um, there'll be a video, like, describing different, like, the different rappers and stuff. Oh, like. yeah, who appear in Gambino's one, yeah. Yeah, because it'd be, it'd be good to, to find out. But I gotta listen. I might turn this off and listen to uh, Eminem's album. Oh yeah, dude! The first song, "The Ringer," so good. It's probably like the best song. Oh, cool. oh my gosh! It's boy. It's just like it's a must listen. If you if you're a fan of Eminem or just a fan of hip hop, you gotta listen. It's more like one of those. You know what I mean? All right. Well, in that case, I'm gonna turn this off and go listen. Yeah. All right. So I guess yeah. we'll have to leave Geekville and. <laughs> Come back another day. Yeah. Maybe in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. well, I'll be a bit more prepared. I did not write any notes this week. Yeah, no, me either. And I, I feel really bad for it, but I went to my grandma's house and she has no internet, so I couldn't look <laughs> anything up. And I was like, oh. I have like a million assignments to you. That's my excuse. No, yeah, well, you know, you're a uni student. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But anyway, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Mm-hmm. All right, see ya. Bye.